0: So the polar ice caps are melting, everybody, and I couldn't be happier, to be honest with you. Hot take. No pun intended. But I say good riddance. You know, fuck those ice caps. I'm tired of hearing about them. Hey, if our generation at some point wants to be able to afford waterfront property, we've got to make a few sacrifices. I'm cutting corners. If you want that nice bungalow out by the beach, just keep spraying that old spice at the ozone layer. Isn't that what people do? Isn't that, uh, isn't that the thing? That that was what all the people like. That that's what the teachers used to say to us. If um, <laughs> like if we were gonna just des- destroy the environment, whatever it was, you got to spray you spray aerosol up at the sky. It's it's just all it's all the spray paint and it's all that shit. That's what's destroying the environment. It was it was that was even an Eminem lyric back in the day. I think it was Role Model. He had that, I spray an aerosol cane up at the ozone layer, Up at the ozone layer, Whatever it was. But that was that shit that you'd see on Bill Nye. Or whatever those science videos that they would roll in. You know, they'd roll in the old TV and show you a video. And you'd be ecstatic all the time. And it, there would always be this uh, scene in the science video. It would just be two little kids. One had a skateboard. The other one had a slingshot. Both of them have bandages on their face for whatever reason. But one of them's like, "Hey, I got an idea. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna have, you wanna do some spray paint." The other one would go, "Yeah," and it's like, "Okay, you know, let's go down into my dad's basement and grab it. It's right next to the AR fifteen and the bag of grains." And they grab the spray paint. They just start spraying it up in the air, and it was supposed to, it, it would be almost like this PSA that you'd see on TV, like, "This is what you don't do. This destroys the environment." And then the kid's dad would come out and he'd be all pissed. He's like, I was using that spray paint for my Trump mural in the garage or whatever. He grabbed the kid by his ear and probably give probably bring him in, and give him a whooping. Which I think is a little excessive. I don't know. Maybe he he was one of those nice parents who gave them a reasonable punishment. Maybe he brought him into the backyard and made him smoke a cigar or some shit. That, that was another thing that teachers always told us, you know, to, to try to deter us. From smoking cigarettes, they would always say things like, "You know, there's some parents who catch their kids smoking, and they make them smoke the entire pack right then and there to show them the effects of long-term cigarette smoke." And I I never knew anybody who did that. You know, I I started smoking at like 14. My parents never did that, and uh, a lot of my friends growing up, they were degenerates. You know, their parents never did shit like that. They were just, you know, they'd catch them smoking, and it would be like, "Oh, you you started a year before me. Congrats." Let's go out to a restaurant, honey, and celebrate. Maybe pass around a pack of Pall Malls. Amongst the family. We can't afford appetizers, but we sure as shit can light up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to fix the world. I don't know anything about global warming or climate change or any of this shit. I am just, I am a man with very little knowledge of these things, but, um. Uh, but I'm back at home. I'm back at the old apartment. I had to get away from the folks. Had to get away from them. I was, only, I was there for almost two months. I, I was lonely here and I wanted to go back. It was, it was scorching hot, but the temperature's going down a little bit. So, And I got a fan. So I, I will survive. But I'm back here. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I just had to get out. I had to, I had to say sayonara. I'm going back to being a big boy. And I left. Now I'm here, uh, I'm just sitting in my recliner, in my fucking ankle socks, drinking some Coke Zero on the rocks, uh, sitting right next to my window. I'm always paranoid that I'm gonna look out here one day and just see a face staring back at me. I don't know, it's just, uh, I'm watching way too much horror. Thinking about the horror way too much. But I'm back in the city, I wanna go, I, I wanna go out. I wanna go out, I wanna go to the restaurants and, uh. Maybe this weekend I'll do something like I, I want to go to a good place with some wings. There's not enough wing places around here. I need my spice, you know, uh, but I, like, you know, I'm, I'm done proving myself to people. I don't want that like blow your asshole out spice. I've done enough of that. My my I'm 30. My stomach can't do that shit anymore. I just I, I want to uh, I, I just want to have a reasonable night out with some with some good hot wings, like the kind of hot ones, the, the kind of hot ones. And that that show, I don't think I'd ever be fun on that show because I it, it would just be 25 minutes of that bald fuck just staring in amazement at how well I am killing all of these hot wings. I I've 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 burnt away all my taste buds. I'm just a spice master at this point. That show has taken a turn for the worse. It, it was the worst. And I was having this discussion recently with some people And we all came to the agreement that Hot Ones was way better before they had like the A list celebrities on, like no Margot Robbie or Mad Damon or any of that shit. It was the best when they had just mixtape rappers on there, just mixtape rappers, and they'd be killing it. They'd like you know guys like Joe Budden and shit like that. They would have those guys on, and they just they they'd be looking at the hot sauce like, oh my god. You know, a boy of mine used to make this in the hood. Like it was it was fucking incredible. And that's that. That's that. I want to see Hot Ones go back to its mixtape rapper roots. I I just want to see Obi Trice downing some suicide hot wings. That's all I want. Like whatever it is, ten million on the Scoville unit scale or whatever the shit. Uh, yeah, but I, like I'm back in the city. I've been riding the subway and I talked about last podcast about how it's brought all the, this pandemic's bringing all the crazies out. Like, you know, everything's opening back up. We're going into another wave, but everything's opening back up for now. And, and the the wild people are out. You know, I was mentioning how I was coming out of the drive through and I saw a guy sitting talking to a live parrot on his shoulder. And I'm not knocking the guy, okay? I'm not trying to shame him. I'm not trying to bird shame the guy. It's just, it's, you know, where I'm from, watching a man have a conversation about life with a member of the bird species is is uncommon, all right? So I was just taken aback. That's all. But I'm seeing some real fucking characters on this subway, man. I, I I was on my way to the show the other day, and this is you know I hit a, I hit Midtown. I was like Young Station, some shit like that. And this guy gets on, sits right across from me, no mask. He's just he's got a tall boy of beer and a champagne glass. I don't know what he's celebrating. I don't I don't know. Like the world's falling apart. I'm I'm really not sure what he has to be so jubilated about. Again, I'm not really knocking the guy. It was just it was weird to see. So he starts pouring this tall boy into the champagne glass, and I'm thinking, and and like these two young girls that he's sitting beside, they get off at the next stop that probably wasn't their stop, but they just wanted to get the fuck away from this guy. And now I'm the only guy in his line of vision now. Like I'm the only guy within his sphere at this point. So I'm like, the second I make eye contact with this guy, if it happens, that beer is. Coming out of that champagne glass and right into my fucking face. So I get up. I wait till he's not looking. His head is turned, and I get up and I just walk to the end of the car. And the guy just whatever. He didn't. Uh, he didn't acknowledge me at all. He gets off like a couple stops later. So that was what it was. Pretty anticlimactic. That's just I'm I'm talking I'm talking about the kind of characters that I'm encountering in the streets. You guys don't know what it's like out there. I'm fearing for my life. No, I. Uh, I wish him the best. I wish I had more stories at this point. Like you know, I have told a few on this podcast, and I think they're pretty good. I think they're entertaining. But you know, I'm 30, and I I need some more tales to regale you with. You know, what's a guy got to do to get his organs robbed? You know, wh- wh- what do I? Wh- who do I got to talk to to wake up in a in an icy bathtub with my stomach stitched up? I've been to a lot of parties in my day, and I gotta tell you, uh, the, shing, the, the, the shindig is, is not fully on until the guy who got his organs robbed has showed up. He's just walked in, it's midnight, everybody's drunk and emotional, there's some guy in the corner, he's crying about his girlfriend, oh my god, she cheated on me, she stole my heart. Organ guy walks up like, oh, you think that's bad. That's a big business, though. It's really big in, like, Central South America, like the, the organ trade, the illegal organ trade. People actually will knock you out and then rob your organs. Somewhere in, in Brazil and in probably Central Europe, there's just a guy in a street corner going, Hey, you want a gallbladder? You want a gallbladder? Yeah, I got one for you. I got one. I got a fresh one for you. It's from a 47-year-old. Yeah, he, he eats his greens. Yeah, you want that? Yeah, yeah. I got a fucking pancreas, too, half off. Half off. Yo, you got a nice face. You got a nice face. Yeah. Let me get a look at them eyeballs. Some shit like that. I don't know. It's it's all fucked up. But I wish I I wish I had better stories. I don't know. It's, it's there's just so much shit going on. I, I uh I, I was down in the subway again. Uh that was pretty much the same day uh as my encounter with the the great Gatsby with his fucking champagne glass full of PBR, and I remember it was so humid and hot down on that subway platform. I'm like, "Fuck this!" I'm taking my mask off. And uh, you know, I've I've been respectful to the COVID measures. All right, like I I obviously think it's a real thing, but I I do think I am with a lot of these people who say that it is an overreaction. It is wild. I got a friend who's just all out like on the conspiracy side. I haven't gone that far. I, I have no desire to go that far. But like again, I don't I don't know what to do at this point. It's just like I'm, you're just sitting in a subway with a mask on in a fucking sauna full of other people with masks. Something's got to give. I don't know. It's, it's tense out there. And I, I don't know what to do. I'm trying my best to stay informed, to keep my mind open, to take in different sources of information and come up with an objective opinion. The word of objective is is not used enough, and I'm trying to do it. I'm, I'm trying to become informed on my own because I can't trust any of you fucks. You're all unreliable. I got to cut out the middleman and go myself. But I've been trying this new thing. Uh, my parents have always talked about it. They used to do it when they were kids, and, and my grandparents before them used to do it. And it's this thing that our generation hasn't been taught enough about, and I honestly feel like we have been screwed over because we haven't been talked, uh, taught enough about it. Um, but it's this thing that's supposed to be very productive and it's supposed to help our, our brains and our thought process. And it's this thing, I believe it's called reading, reading. I believe it's, uh, I, I, it it might be English, maybe Latin, maybe old Germanic. I'm, I'm really not sure, but it's this thing called reading. And, uh, what you do is essentially you, you, you read, uh, you have these little tiny, um, groupings of letters i believe they are known as words and what you do with the word the words are now are also in these subsections uh known as sentences and the sentences are also part of their own kind of like block on the page which is and i got to look this word up this one's a tricky one uh it starts with a p i believe a p let me let me see this i ah yes of course paragraph it must be Italian. It might, It's something like that. Paragraph, a, par, paragraph. We'll call it the paragraph. So you, what you do is you read these paragraphs and you absorb the information from the paragraph. And sometimes the paragraphs are divided into their own sections. This is this is it's it's like inception, but for knowledge. And the, the, the these things are called chapters. And the chapters signify when you you're jumping to a, the, the next part of the thing that you are reading. And th- there's usually two types of reading. There's there's uh, fiction and then nonfiction. Nonfiction is what I'm trying to read, but the fiction part is fascinating. I didn't know like people. There's people who are just making up stories on the fly. There, these things that didn't even happen. Do you know Lord of the Rings was based on a a book? A book. I always thought it was a movie. No, it was written by some guy who was high on mushrooms in a trench somewhere. Shells blowing up over his head, his friends are screaming to go home. He's like, fuck this. I just want to stay in here and just write about elves and jewelry. But it's uh Yeah, it's it's getting weird, but no, but like I'm 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 trying to read, okay? Like I'm trying to you know, go from source to source. And just pick out information that I think makes sense, and I, I come I come to an opinion that way. I'm trying to be more like that. I don't know, like I I got friends that I'm arguing with constantly, and I got friends who are pretty smart. I got friends who are guys that you know they 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 know what they're talking about, but I disagree with them oftentimes, you know. But I, I I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to surround myself with reasonable people that will take in my side. And I, I will try to listen to theirs, you know. But every, everybody just thinks that everybody's so... Everybody thinks they're informed without having information, you know. Everybody thinks they're informed without having information. I was uh, I was talking to a friend of mine recently. He hasn't gotten the vaccine yet, but he's also a vegan at the same time. So you can't argue, you know, He he's like, I trust science, but I don't trust big pharma. There's a big difference. And I can't use... I, I can't stump him with the, well, you take antidepressants, you take medications, because he doesn't do any of that. His diet is all plant-based, right? Like, he, he's he's just, he's he's a big walking ficus at this point. Like, he's the kind of guy that I guarantee you, in the next five years, is probably going to move out to the woods, shirtless with a giant beard. He's going to become a legend, a local legend to all the teenagers. You know, they're all just, he's going to be the reason they venture up to the mountains on a Friday night. Like, oh my God, we should, we should leave a... We should leave an A and W plant-based burger on the rock and see if he comes out and grabs it. No, but I love him, and he he is a smart, reasonable guy. But he's one of these dudes. He's like, when I when I'm convinced about the vaccine, then I'll get it. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But like, and there, there's people that go far away from that, and they just they have they're they're different from him in that they have no idea. Like, again, they, they think they're informed without having information, right? I was at a, a birthday party for another buddy of mine, and I, he was the only guy that I knew. It was he and his wife, and the, it came to a point, we were at a hookah bar. We were at a hookah bar, and I'm not a hookah guy, but I was there because of my buddy, because he wanted to go, and everybody's just, wildly, everybody's just sitting there. There's no booze. There's nothing like that. There's nothing to kind of keep me occupied. I'm just watching everybody with their own respective big smoky dicks. And they're just, you know, taking puffs out of that. And it gets to a point in the night, it's around midnight, where my buddy, he's over on the other end of the table with his wife and he's talking to people. And I'm just sitting, listening to three of his friends on my side. They're all talking about their own hypothetical ideas of what World War III is going to be, their own scenarios. And there was one guy who was a little more practical. He was talking about it's going to be Iran and it's going to be Russia and it's going to be China and they're going to form a coalition. And they're they're gonna go to war with us. Like all of us. All of like sort of the old allies. And then there was another guy, he just went all fringe and he was just like, Yeah, it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be Australia is gonna pick a war with us. We don't know what those Aussie fucks are up to. We have no clue, man. You know, they're a secluded island on the edge of the world. You don't know what they're gonna do. They got a lot of kangaroos. And I'm just listening to them. I'm like, fuck, is this guy serious? Is he yeah, they got a lot of kangaroos, man. Like remember remember, they could be training those guys for battle. Remember, remember Crocodile Dundee when they take that dead kangaroo and put a rifle in his hands to try to scare off the hunters. They could be doing a real-life version of that. We have no idea. We have no idea. And here these fucks are coming over here. They're taking our superhero roles. They're taking over. And then there was another guy, the third guy, who was just like, he was talking about Iceland or some shit. And they're like, well, they got a lot of nuclear power plants. Yeah. Did you see that Zach Efron documentary? He went there, and you don't know what those guys are up to. And it's I don't know. And after about 15 minutes of just listening to this back and forth, this this Broadway show. I decide to step in and I say, you know, it's really not World War Three that scares me. And they take a look at me and they go, well, what what are you talking about? Well, what 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 is it that scares you? And I say, well, it's not so much World War Three. It's not like a world conflict. I'm a little more worried about a prolonged civil conflict in the United States. And. There wasn't a DJ in that hookah bar, but I could have sworn I heard a record skip. They looked at me as if I had just said, you know, I'm a little more worried about uh, an army of Sasquatches invading from the north. I'm a little more worried about uh, sharks growing legs and invading us by sea. I'm a little more worried about uh, four headed owls uh, swooping down. And giving us all Ebola, or some shit like that. Just, just something randomly. They, 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 looked at me like I had said that. And one of the guys, one of the guys actually, he kind of entertains this, and he says, "Well, you know, what, what is it about a civil conflict that you're worried about? Like, why are you worried about a civil war?" And I go, "Well, it's not so much a war, but it's, it's more of a civil conflict. Like, you're already seeing it kind of bubbling up." And you know, I explain myself. I articulate it myself. I go, "Well, you have these fringe groups." On both the right and the left, whether it's Antifa, whether it's uh, the people from the, the the MAGA people with the capital insurrection, and they're, they're really against each other at this point. And, you know, not only in the real world on the street, but you have a social media algorithm that essentially uh, exacerbates this whole thing. And it's pitting people against each other with information in the digital sphere. And none of this is good. None of this is none of this is right and it's all it, it it seems like this is the resolve at this point. And the guy, you know, and I explained myself. This is this is not something I'm a proponent of. Um I'm not going to be a part of it. But I I again, I articulated. And after all of that explaining, the guy just and, and you know fuck, I'm I'm just trying to say you know when somebody says it Somebody says something to you that bothers you, and it's not so much what they said that bugs you; it's it's their demeanor and it's how they're positioned and how they're fucking sitting, how they're like it. Just it's how they're this guy slouched over with his hookah in his hand. He takes one puff out of his smoky dick, exhales, and he looks at me and he goes, "I don't think that's gonna happen in our lifetime." And I go, "Well, do I have to re-explain?" My position, I, I think that it's, you know, how do you figure? And he goes, well, I just I think people are more intelligent than we give them credit for. And I go, okay, well, let me put it to you this way. Um, have you ever seen a person pump gas and forget to put the nozzle back? I've seen it three times in the last five years. One time a person drove away and the whole thing broke off. They left the gas station with the nozzle still in the tank. The other two times, somebody ran up and told them. It was a close call. Still very scary. And again, there, there's times when I'm an idiot. Alright? I'm guilty as charged. There was a time when I pumped gas and forgot to turn my car off. That could have been a national disaster. Anyways, I that's just that's just one of the things. That's one of the things... Everybody thinks they're informed without having information. And it was, I was just, I, it's something that scared me. That's all. And I explained it. And this guy did not take me seriously. So I left there uh, that night looking like a fool. And I didn't quite like it. What are we doing? It's been a fun recording. Oh, man. I don't I like again, I, I don't know what to say about Afghanistan. Everybody, you know, I, I still need to read up more on it. I know the basics, but everything that I've wanted to say has been said at this point. Everybody. There's just so many idiots online on Facebook, Instagram, all that shit who just have opinions who have no who have no business with these takes. You're just like, holy shit, you know. They're like, did you know that the masks are actually produced by Goldman Sachs? I'm like, fucking dude, take care of your family. Your six-year-old daughter has a face tattoo of Yellow Wolf. Anyways, let's talk about something I do know about. Britney Spears is out. Her father uh, canceled her conservatorship, which is a word that I'm still trying to understand. But yeah, the music industry's fucked up, man. Like I, I got a tiny decimal percentage taste of it when I was doing my rappy stuff with the riot squad, riot with a Y, R Y I T. And uh, hey, you know what? We we were fighting the man. We were fighting the man. Of course we we were gonna have bad grammar. All right? The man wants you to have good grammar. You you gotta contradict them. You gotta say, fuck you. Fuck you. F-U-K. You. No, the music industry is crazy, man. And just, you know, when you get to the level that Britney Spears was at, it was just fucking with the conservatorship. I mean, I remember the week that that story broke. And nobody and everybody heard the word conservatorship for the first time. That The first day was just 24 hours of everyone simultaneously reading the dictionary. Trying to look up the word conservatorship. Everybody, you could hear the sound of the pages flipping. You know when you go outside and you can hear the highway? Like the highway could be like two miles away, but you just hear the sound of all those cars. It's just that sound that you hear. It's like echoing almost because there's so many cars on the highway. You you hear it. That was the same sound. That, that, that was almost the sound that was made when everybody was reading the dictionary, trying to look up conservatorship. Just all the pages flipping, everybody trying to sound out the word. I still don't understand the word for sure, but uh, I just know it's not good, right? It's just, it's it's crazy what's going on with Britney and I, like, again, every everybody wants to, like, everyone who wants to cancel the most famous person involved, right? Nobody wants to fully cancel her dad. No, Nobody wants to go after her dad and fucking shun him and shame him. And first of all, I'm not for online shaming in general. I don't think it does much. I think it just makes angrier fucking people. But again, if you want to go after somebody, go after her dad. Don't go after Justin Timberlake. That guy's a scapegoat. Whatever. What was the thing? Like he was an asshole to her when they were dating or something. Like they, they were both like 18, 19. And I guess the story was that Timberlake took her virginity and he kind of bragged about it to the press. I remember the story too. And everybody was, oh my God, Britney Spears, her flower's gone, and just and just all these things. And I like I guess that's sleazy. Young young guys, young boyfriends can be sleazy, especially with shit like that. But again. You know, the guy kind of grew. He's 40 now. He doesn't even do music. What are you, you going to take from him? How, how? Don't cancel his music career. It's gone. If you want to punish him, just, you know, keep making him do more Apple TV movies. Those shitty Apple TV Plus movies. The one where he's like a, he's an ex-con getting out of jail and he goes back to his hometown and everybody's on opioids and like he's their only hope. Justin Timberlake is the, the guy from NSYNC is their only hope. He's going to save everybody. That's the guy. And it's, it, the, the, the movie just has some pretentious name like Townsville or some shit like that. Townsville. Starring the one and only Justin Timberlake. It's going to be him. And the whole, the whole plot of the movie is, I have to fight this drug dealer off and save my family. Pharrell, give me a beat. Some shit like that. I mean, if you really want to cancel Justin Timberlake, you know what? No, this is what you do. You you make him join. You force him legally to join that NSYNC Backstreet Boys reunion tour. That terrible with Joey Fatone and Lance Bass and Aaron Carter. Basically, the guys that are still alive. You know, they're, they're all in their mid-40s and everybody's expecting them to break dance. They're not. They're like, and I saw one of those rehearsal videos. They're just doing a fucking two-step for every song. A choreographed two-step. With maybe a robot mixed in. And it's terrifying to watch. You're like, oh my god. Joey you had more dignity in my big frat Greek wedding. Uh, yeah, You know how bad a group has to be for Chris Kirkpatrick to go, you know guys, I'm going to sit this one out. Anyways. Sums Off Podcast. Guys, don't forget to check out Stagger, a short horror film on YouTube. Stock Studios. Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure that you follow Instagram. Something's off Alex DeWitt on Instagram. Get me on the TikTok and uh, take it is.